0: In today's episode of It Starts With Attraction, I'm going to be talking with you about how you can become more intellectually attractive to someone else. To begin with, I'm going to give a brief update and description of what it means to be intellectually attractive in general. But then we're going to shift and switch to, so how do you attract other people intellectually? What does that mean? And what are some ways that you can do it? Let's dive in. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as us insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. That is why I have created an Attraction Assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. Hey, before we get started, I want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast. And if you would leave a review. Reviews are the best gift that you could give me. It helps get this podcast to even more people. It helps with all the things. And share this podcast with a friend. I am sure that you can think of at least one other person who could benefit from hearing what we talk about today. So be sure that you just go into the podcast player, hit that share button, and you can go ahead and text it to them directly. That is the best way I share podcast that I love with my friends. And I hope you love this podcast enough to share it with your friends as well. Today, we're talking about intellectual attraction. Let's recap first what intellectual attraction is. So let's remember it all falls into the pies of attraction. P I E first is physical, second, intellectual, third, emotional, fourth, spiritual. Today, we're talking about intellectual. What is intellectual attraction? In general, when I'm thinking about being an intellectually attractive person for me, first and foremost, what that means is I dedicate myself to growing and learning. I have a spirit of curiosity, a spirit of continuing to learn, a love to learn, all of those kinds of things. Some people may think that it's easier or comes more naturally to some people than others, but I would argue that every single person Has an innate curiosity. All of us are curious people. Some people are more nosy than others. My sister is a very nosy person. She's that neighbor who's going to like stand at the window and just watch and see what all the other neighbors are doing. But that's different than curiosity. It can be part of it. But curiosity is this underlying desire of. Wanting to know more, wanting to understand why, wanting to be filled with wonder and understanding different things that you might be curious with. All of us are curious. Right now in society, in culture, a lot of that curiosity seems to be spent, maybe not in the most wise way, but spent on scrolling through social media. You do it because you're curious. Because you keep scrolling, you keep scrolling because you wonder what's going to be next. You're curious. You want to know. We all have that within us. The goal with intellectual attraction though, is to really focus that curiosity onto something that's going to better yourself. I'm going to say it and I'm not going to regret it. Scrolling on social media does not better you. It does not better me. It doesn't Better Any of us as human beings, it may provide a sense of connection, but it does not innately better any of us. I don't think anyone can really argue with that. And if you want to try to, I'd love to hear from you. But with intellectual attraction, what we are looking to do is to focus our curiosity onto something that's actually going to help us become better the best versions of ourselves. So what are some ways that we could do that? Well, we could learn a new hobby or skill that continues to grow our mind and help us either maybe in a career or just in something we enjoy doing. You may have an interest in creative writing. So how can you peak that curiosity? How can you feed that curiosity? Maybe it's by taking a class or maybe it's just by taking time that you set aside and actually focus on creative writing, but you should do something to enhance those skills, to help you become a better creative writer. Maybe you are curious about history. So what are some ways that you could do that? You could read some books, you could join a book club maybe even to do that. There are many different ways that you can learn things. You can use the internet to help you learn through articles, through online courses, through different things that you do there. You can use libraries. You can use actual places that you go, such as a community center where you take classes, even if it's to learn a new language. There are many different ways that you can get connected and learn different things. So intellectual attraction is what am I doing to become a fascinating person? How can I be more curious and funnel and focus that curiosity into something that's going to help me become a better person? Start by taking something you're interested in and learn more about it. Go from there, whatever that is. For me, I love exercise. I love nutrition. I would choose in my free time to read books about those things. I also love the experience of new culinary delights. So I love trying new restaurants, trying new types of food. That's a type of intellectual attraction. That is a type of me doing something to better myself because actually in those new experiences, a lot of amazing things happen in our brain and it can increase our serotonin levels. It can make us happier people by having new experiences. So what is that for you? Is it travel? Is it finding new places to go hike? Is it learning how to do some different types of crafting or woodwork writing? As I said before, there's something that you're interested in. How can you use that to help make you a better person? All right. So that's the foundation. We work on our pies. We work on become becoming more intellectually attractive for us first because it helps us build our confidence and our self-esteem. But in today's episode, what I really want to focus even more in on is, so how do I become more intellectually attractive to another person, to my husband, to my wife, to my boyfriend, or to my girlfriend? And there are three key points that I want to make in helping us do that. But first, remember, the baseline and foundation of all of this is you don't work on becoming more intellectually attractive only to attract another person, because if that is your number one goal then it's always going to fail. You're always going to be using whether or not that person is looking at you more or responding to you or talking to you as your measurement for success. When your real measurement for success is whether or not you are growing, increasing your self-esteem and feeling more confident. So that has to be your number one reason. However, there is a part of us that still wants to be intellectually attracted to other people. So when my husband and I started dating, we had a long distance relationship the entire time that we dated, the entire 10 months that we dated. And I remember we would we would talk all the time because when you're long distance, the majority of what you do is talk. And so I not only learned about him during that time and the things he liked to do, what he was interested in, but he learned about me and that even though we had different interests, we also began to connect with each other on our interests. So I knew he had been a history major in college. He had already graduated by the time we started dating, but I knew that was something he was really interested in. And he knew that I was a psychology major and I was still in college when we started dating. So he knew that was something that I was interested in. So we had our separate interest, but many times when we would be talking with each other on the phone, we would inquire about different parts of that from each other. So he might ask me questions about things I was learning in classes at school. I remember I would tell I was in abnormal psychology the semester that we were dating. And I would tell him all the things I was learning in abnormal psych. I was also in my human sexuality class when we were dating, which was ironically taught by my father, which was super fun. And I actually don't know that I shared much with Rob what I was learning about in my human sexuality class, but it was, it gave us things to talk about. But on the flip side of that, I was in a history class when we were dating as well with a professor that had actually been one of Rob's favorite professors in college. And I remember we, it was something we would talk about because I knew he was interested in history. So if I had questions about things which I always had questions about why things happened in history and why people reacted the way that they did. But I would ask him those questions and he loved being asked those questions as well. So we each had our own separate interest, but they began to kind of converge. We respected each other, saw each other for our differences. And instead of letting that be something that we just kind of kept in separate silos and never talked about, we allowed it to be an opportunity to to bring more conversation into our lives. And in fact, it led us to really bond and grow close over those 10 months we were dating long distance. We had so much to talk about. We never stopped having things to talk about. So the first point is to remember, you want to grow your own intellectual attraction. That began, all of that began because there were things I was already interested in, things I was already doing. So another example is when we were dating, I was an intern for a youth group in Mississippi over a summer. And so a couple of times Rob would come and visit me. And I especially asked him to come and visit over one weekend when we were actually going to do this thing called HUT. I don't remember what HUT stood for, but I remember what it was is we went out into the wilderness, like me, the other youth intern, and all of these youth group students, all these high school and middle school students to go and live like we were in a third world country. And so we didn't have a place to sleep. Like all of us were given kind of a different country. And the place that we had to go stay was like that country. And we had to earn money in order to eat food. And the only food we could buy was like rice and beans. And we had to figure out how to cook these rice and beans. And so I, I wanted Rob to come during that time because missions has always been something that I've, I've loved and been passionate about and Rob as well when he was in college. And so he came during that time, he helped with one of the groups, like he was the leader of one set of kids and I was the leader of a different set of kids. And One of the ways we connected on this was that my group, when nighttime came, we were supposed to build a fire. I had no idea. No idea. No one in my group knew how to to build a fire. None of us knew anything. And so we would go and infiltrate Rob's camp and I was able to get him to come and build a fire for us. And he taught me how to build a fire. And so we were able to do things like that because I was already interested in something and I would invite him into that. And then I would also lean into things that he was interested in because I really did care about getting to know him more. When I was interviewing Dr. John Gottman back a couple of months ago, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should definitely go listen to it. It was an amazing podcast. One of the things he said about a continuing marriage and one of the keys to success in a marriage continuing for a long period of time or forever until death do us part, right? Was that having a continual curiosity about your spouse and being genuinely interested in the things that they enjoyed, that they don't enjoy, the ways that they felt, all of that was a huge indicator of having a long, healthy, satisfying marriage relationship. That's what this boils down to in intellectual attraction. So while we grow our own intellectual attraction we also lean into our spouses and become curious about the things that they're curious about. And again, we don't do this as a show. We don't do it to to fake it or to just feign interest in order to get them to come around. We don't do it as a manipulation tactic, but we do it because we want to genuinely understand more about what our spouse is interested in or what our boyfriend or our girlfriend is interested in. There is nothing that people love to talk about more than themselves. Think about it. When someone asks you a question about your experience or wanting to lean into your wisdom, you typically light up and would love to share your insight with that person. How much more would our spouse or significant other feel that way about us as well, especially the longer the relationship has been going on? We tend to, over time, stop asking questions, stop being curious, but no one, no one finishes developing and growing in a marriage. Rob and I just celebrated 11 years of marriage and he hasn't stopped growing and changing and learning. I have not stopped doing those things either. But if, if we stop getting curious about each other, then there's going to be years of time that pile up where he changes, I change. And then one day we might look at each other and think, I don't even know who you are anymore because we stopped being curious long before. Stay curious, stay engaged. So to recap again, the first part is grow your own intellectual attraction. The second part is lean in to what your spouse is interested in. This is something that continues to this day in our marriage. So like I said before, I know that my husband is a history guru he also loves weightlifting. He loves male hormones. He, lo- he knows a lot about male hormones. He's in a lot of research and work on that. Um, and he also knows a lot about politics. Less now than he used to, because about a year ago, he stopped watching all news, which I think was very smart. But... These, these are all things that he, he enjoys. It's something he's interested in. He also loves creative fiction, like sci-fi, different things like that, which wouldn't necessarily be my first choice. Um, but here's, what, here's why I say all of this. So since I know those are things that he is interested in and loves, then when a movie comes out that may not be my first choice, like a recent movie that came out was Dune, and that's big, I believe, in the sci-fi world. And so I was willing to go and see that with him, even though I may not have necessarily wanted to, but I knew it was something that he would love to do. So I even brought it up and chose it as the movie, knowing he would love it, because I knew it would be something we could enjoy doing together that he would really enjoy as well. Another thing that happened recently is, I don't know how I got interested in this, but I really got interested about the history of the Roman Empire. And wanted to understand how did it rise? How did it fall? What were the powers that came into existence after it? And so I asked him, I used that as an opportunity to sit down and say, hey, will you explain to me what happened with the Roman Empire? And then there was something else that happened with this thing I found out about called the troubles in Ireland that happened in the 1990s, which was total news to me. I couldn't, you may not know about the troubles. I didn't know about the troubles, but it was just this crazy period of civil unrest and rioting and people killing each other in Ireland in the 1990s. And this just blew my mind. And so I asked Rob about it. Like, hey, what were the troubles? Tell me more. And we ended up watching a YouTube video together about it and use that as a time to just connect. You can do things like that as well. Not only invite your spouse to come in or share with them the things that you are learning, but also ask them about the things that you know they enjoy about as well. And this doesn't have to be a huge deal. It could be that at the end of each day, you simply share with your husband, your wife, your significant other. The things that you learned that day, you could, it could be as easy as, Hey, I was reading this article or I was reading this book. And could you believe that this is what I learned? I had no idea. Just even quick snippets like that can be something that shows your significant other that you are continuing to learn and grow, and it can inspire them to do the same. We all want to be around people who inspire us to become better versions of ourselves. And the best way you can do that is by living this out, by growing your intellectual attraction, learning, sharing the things you learn. I'm not talking about sitting down and giving a college class to your husband or your wife or your significant other about the things you learn during a day. But simply using that as something you share in conversation. And then leaning into the things they're interested in, agreeing to do things with them that they're interested in that may not be your first choice, but you're doing it because you know it's important for your relationship. And then finally, don't use this as an opportunity to rub in what you're doing. Don't hold the growth that you're having in what you're doing over your spouse's head to make them feel bad about not intellectually growing themselves. No one wants to be around those kinds of people. So if you do choose to do something like learn Spanish or French or Hindi or whatever you might want to learn, then don't come back home and say, well, today when I was doing this and you should really do this, why aren't you doing something to grow more? That's only going to make them feel like you don't love them for who and how they are now. And like they have to do something in order to meet your approval or to get your love. And that never works well but simply use it as a form of inspiration. You can share it in an exciting way such as, hey, I started this Spanish class, can I share with you the three words that I learned today? Because I think they're super fun. And use it as a way that's fun, inspirational, and a way that you can bond with the other person. So that is how you can become more intellectually attractive to someone else. You begin by growing that intellectual attraction in yourself leaning into the things that they are that they are interested in that you find intellectually attractive about them even and then use that as an opportunity to to share with each other it gives you more to talk about it gives you even new things that you can begin doing together and all of those things aid into becoming the kind of person that your spouse or your significant other loves talking to. Because when we think about intellectual attraction as an individual, then the question that we're asking ourselves is, am I a fascinating person? Am I a curious person? What can I do to continue to be curious and learn and grow in our relationship? The way that that changes is you're asking yourself, am I the kind of person that my spouse would enjoy having a conversation with? And how can I become better at that How can I have more to talk about and even have some shared hobbies or shared interests that we can talk about that will overall help our relationship? doesn't mean you have to do everything that your spouse wants to do and only have interest in what your spouse is interested in, but it does mean you need to have more to talk about than the kids, the bills, and the taxes because that is not an intellectually attractive relationship. I hope that this has been encouraging, inspiring. And my question for you, my key takeaway from this episode is what are you going to do to grow your intellectual attraction? And then my second question for you is what are you going to do to enhance the intellectual attraction in your relationship? Are you going to lean in and maybe start sharing or looking into some of the things your spouse or significant other is interested in, or even just simply use the time at the end of the day to share some things that you're learning, answer those questions for yourself, and then actually do them and see what things begin to change. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember, it starts with attraction.